You're listening to the Hawaii Bankruptcy Podcast with attorneys Lars Peterson and Rick Abelman. The points that we're going to discuss here are legal principles that have application in generality to those listening. This is not intended to be legal advice for your specific situation, and you are not a client of our firm unless we have a written engagement agreement. Uh, We're going to be talking today about the meeting of creditors, sometimes referred to as the Section 341 meeting. Uh, This is a meeting that's going to be required for every person who files for bankruptcy. It's a meeting with the trustee who's assigned to administer your case. And the meeting uh, in pre-COVID days uh, and at some point uh, in the future will be taking place personally, face-to-face, at a physical location. Uh, Since COVID, it's being done remotely, either by telephone or Zoom, uh, typically by Zoom uh, video conference. So what is the the meeting of creditors? That's probably the highest stress-inducing component of the bankruptcy process. It's what people think of when they say, do I need to go to court? Uh, And the uh, answer to that is that it's not really a court proceeding. It's just a series of questions from the trustee to the debtor about the case. Uh, Typical questions in a meeting of creditors cover some basic principles, such as the debtor stating their name, being sworn in, being asked questions about whether they've been a resident of the state or lived in the state for a period of time prior to filing the bankruptcy. Uh, There is a review of the debtor's identity and social security documentation, typically a driver's license or passport and a social security card are the best means uh, of proving those, but those can be uh, replaced with some other alternatives in the event that those are not available. The meeting is typically held and lasts between five and 10 minutes. Uh, And the questions go on to ask if the debtor is familiar with the documentation, with the items that were listed and contained in the documentation, whether the debtor signed the documentation and it was truly their signature, whether there are any errors or omissions, uh, whether the statements and schedules are true and correct whether all assets are listed, whether all debts and creditors are listed, if the debtor has any domestic support obligations like child support or alimony, if the debtor uh, received a copy of the bankruptcy information sheet and if they read it and understood it, if the debtor is currently employed, and if so, what the name and address of the debtor's employer are, uh, if the debtor... uh, sent a true and correct copy of the most recent tax return that the debtor filed with the Internal Revenue Service to the trustee, and uh, whether there were any uh, balance transfers within 90 days prior to filing the case, and then typically, finally, whether uh, they understand that if they become entitled to an inheritance or life insurance proceeds within six months of filing the case, that they need to contact the trustee or their attorney uh, to see if that money needs to be contributed to the estate. Uh, After those general questions, there may be some additional questions in some cases with regard to the debtor's specific assets or disclosures or transactions that are listed in the schedules. And the trustee is just looking to do their job there to see if there are any 
you know, disqualifications for the bankruptcy to see if there's any assets that need to be administered for the benefit of creditors. The trustee is required to do some due diligence in that process, and we'll be asking those questions. The meeting is typically done with uh, the attorney uh, uh, present at the meeting, so we will definitely be there to assist you uh, with your understanding of any of the questions or to clarify anything or any help that we can provide. However, we cannot answer the questions for you um, because uh, you are the one that's under oath as the debtor. So we can assist, but we cannot answer questions for you. Uh, We do try to provide this list of general questions to you prior to the 341 meeting uh, so that you can become familiar with it. You can also listen to other 341 meetings prior to yours to get a sense of what the questions are, what the pace is, and, you know, to kind of take out the nervousness. So it's definitely something that you're going to have to go through as part of the meeting. It's typically not too stressful once you're done. Um, And there are some exceptions to that. Occasionally there'll be some creditors uh, who have questions to ask, or maybe the office of the United States trustee has some additional uh, probing questions to make sure that you belong in a chapter seven or that there's nothing funny going on. But uh, overall, it's a pretty straightforward process. Yeah, just as uh, Rick described, it is really not uh, a bad event. It is required, uh, so there is no exception to it. And all the people uh, appearing there, the U.S. trustee, the trustee of your case, and potentially a creditor, they're limited to asking specific uh, questions. And uh, as Rick pointed out, um, an attorney will always be present with you. So uh, if there are any concerns, uh, then the attorney can always uh, chime in. And from our experience, all Chapter 7 and Chapter 13 trustees are really uh, very nice. uh, And you have to think about it this way. They look at the 70 pages of court documents we have filed on your behalf. And that is their one opportunity to clarify some issues or questions uh, they have and uh, go through the list of standardized questions they have for you. And uh, sooner than you think, the entire meeting will already be over. And when the meeting finishes, there's two possible results. It can either be concluded, which means that you're done and you're excused and you can hang up or you know leave the meeting, or it will be continued, which means that there's some additional information, maybe some amendments or additional documentation that needs to be provided. And it's continued either as a place marker to make sure that you do provide or amend those documents, or as a chance for the trustee to review certain documents or another party to review certain documents and then ask additional questions at a follow-up meeting, which is typically two to three weeks later. So no major cause for concern if your meeting gets continued. It's just a chance to kind of wrap everything up. You need to remember that, like Lars said, this is the one chance for them to kind of take a look, review it and say, yep, we're done, or, well, we want to figure out a little bit more here before we go ahead and and let you move on. The trustee is not the judge. Uh, The creditors are not the judge, so they can have an opinion about the case. That doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen in your case. That would just be cause for potentially filing something with the bankruptcy court. So, again, no cause for serious stress. Definitely something you're going to have to do. We do try to prepare you for that meeting so that you're ready to go and you're familiar with the questions and you bring all the documents that you need to. Um, As a side note, uh, you know, it is a meeting with a trustee. So try to not be in your board shorts or, you know, laying at the beach while you're doing it. Try not to be driving down the freeway. That's not safe. Uh, 
you know, understand that you're going to have to plan for about 30 to 40 minutes of time to block out for this meeting. Even though you're not on the whole time, once they call your name, you're looking at five to 10 minutes. You want to be able to give that your undivided attention. Try to look, you know, as presentable as you can. Uh, that will, you know, help make things go forward. And that's the 341 meeting. Thank you for listening to the Hawaii Bankruptcy Podcast.